we the people of the United States to form a more perfect union, secure the blessings of liberty, establish the Constitution. Hello friends and welcome to We The People Show. This is your host Tiger and uh, how are you today Bradley? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Pretty good. Now today I think you and I made an anonymous, unanimous I mean decision that uh, doing a turnaround in terms of the position that we take in that Joe Biden in the White House and the Democrats in Congress they're actually doing a better job. All those let's go Brandon smears. It's all just uh, Republicans whining. What What do you think? You know, yeah, I think um, we're a bit too harsh on Biden. And I can definitely uh, see how uh, how much of a good president he is now. And uh, I just only regret to, to have failed to see that earlier. Of the hard work he's doing to help the American people. Yeah, um, sure. The gas prices may be high, but um, think about it. It's been it's been like that, like ever since COVID hit in the world economy, not just in the U.S. And Putin just made it worse. So technically, it is in the end a Putin gas hike. The price gouging. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, all those crises. It's again, it's Republicans whining the border. So Beto was right. I totally hope he wins the governorship. Abbott is just, uh, he was too, I would say, I guess, having too much of a government overreach in policies. Just what do you think in a narrowing down on a local level and statewide in terms of Beto and Abbott? Yeah, uh, I mean, honestly, um, I think uh, what Abbott... um, He's uh, endorsing um, <clears throat> racism by, uh, you know, signing these uh, so-called election integrity bills, which are really to suppress minority voters. Um, and uh, I really think that uh, he's attacking women by uh, uh, banning abortion in Texas. Uh, I think uh, he's overreaching his state authority by enforcing the border and uh is being racist to these people who just want to come into our country. Uh, we need, we just need to let them in, and he's not doing that. And, uh, yeah, uh, overall, he's, uh, he's, uh, been a pretty terrible governor, and, uh, <clears throat> he's, uh, polarizing the state, and that's why we need someone like Beto O'Rourke who will heal this divide. And, um, not just the governorship in Texas here, but also the attorney general. So, yeah, down with Ken Paxton and down with George P. Bush. Hopefully whoever the Democrat nominee is wins the attorney generalship or the position of attorney general as well. Yeah. And, yeah, besides those flaws that the Republicans speak of, um, the Build Back Better plan is working that government spending money is it's a good thing. And regarding on a geopolitical standpoint, I mean, yes, uh, you talk about adult, you hear people on the right especially talk about, oh, uh, the Green New Deal is, isn't going to work. 
oh, it will work eventually down the road. That's why Biden did kind of a, I understand why it's controversial in ending Keystone. But uh, he's working on it. Just give him some time. And y'all are saying Saki is just, you know, dodging questions. But no, she's she's working just as hard to give a solution. And Bradley, your thoughts on those things that I just mentioned? Yeah, I mean, I think all this criticism in, uh, of Jen Psaki is just all these uh, Republican uh, men who uh, just can't stand that there's a strong woman who uh, is answering, uh, Biden, uh, answering questions about the Biden administration and frankly doing a, a pretty good job at it. And, uh, you know, same thing of these attacks against uh, Kamala Harris of uh, sexism and it's a uh, definitely racism for sure you know she's the first uh uh woman first uh um the first uh black uh uh, first african-american and asian american to become a a vice president so yeah it's it's definitely racism there for sure republicans attacking her um and yeah build back better it's it'll, it'll stimulate the economy and uh and actually increase spending lowers uh, in the rate of inflation and uh, will lower the deficit over time. And that has absolutely nothing to do with uh, <clears throat> the fact that the deficit is going to be less, uh, that it was less last year compared to the year before. Uh, well, that, yeah, is, is a result of, that has nothing to do totally of, there being less uh, COVID spending at all. Nothing. It's it's actually Biden's increased spending that's lowering the deficit. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I think, and I think the Green New Deal uh, is uh, is something that we need to uh, implement right now. And I think um, <clears throat> it's it's clear that windmills and solar panels are more energy efficient than uh, oil and natural gas. And um, yes, Biden is is a uh, made prom. He made promises, and he's keeping those promises. And uh, we are excited to see those results. And basically, DNC chair um, Jamie Harrison, he's been correct us all along. That we, now we felt kind of bad at talking crap about him. That Democrats in the end do deliver, and Biden do delivers. And we're just so blinded by the the what's it called, the policies, I guess, and kind of personality, I guess, in a way, of Donald Trump for the past four years. So with that being said, Bradley, you and I, we are returning to the Democratic Party from the GOP. I would have to agree with you, Tiger. Uh, I feel the same way. Yes, yeah, so in a, one last thing about, well, two, two things, about midterms and 2024. First of all, the midterms. There's always this talk of this red wave, of course, with this uh, president's party losing seats in Congress in a midterm year. Um, what are some of the ways the Biden, us Biden, Team Biden can do to reverse that, to expand, rather, the majority in Congress for House and Senate Democrats? Um, I think we need to keep talking about how uh, terrible Donald Trump is and uh uh, I think we need to keep talking about voter suppression, and uh, we need to talk about how to increase uh, spending and um, to 
uh, provide a greater social net safety net to uh, the American people. Uh, and we do we need to address uh, climate change and uh, we need to decriminalize uh, crossing the, the U.S. border. Right, because in this world, a new, like President Biden himself said it, a new world order is coming. We shouldn't see borders anymore. This whole earth is quite frankly should be a so-called country and as for 2024 um i'm kind of concerned of biden's age if not him will we nominate harris will she be she bit ah my bad will she be fit for the job at the oval office oh absolutely she's more than qualified to be the next president uh so you know of course i'll be a little sad if uh Joe Biden decides not to run for re-election in 2024. But uh, even if he doesn't, there's nothing to worry. We have uh, a more than qualified candidate of Kamala Harris, who uh, is doing a pretty a pretty decent job as uh, vice president, uh, certainly better than Mike Pence. And uh, I think she'd make a great president one day. Amen. And uh, we can't wait to s- if the If 2024 comes around, if not Joe Biden and definitely Kamala Harris if not her then we must pick a pretty um okay very good a qualified democrat just as much qualified just as qualified as vice president Harris because um bottom line is we do not want to see another four years non-consecutively of Donald Trump or someone like Donald Trump and yet with that being said you and I Bradley let's Go change our party affiliation ASAP. Indeed. And April Fools, folks. We were joking. We're April st- Fools. <laughs> we're still Republicans. <laughs> Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Now, say, Bradley, I think uh, we played a pretty good prank, folks. And uh, what would your message be to uh, debunk? Nine minutes of what we said just now. Oh, uh, what would I say? Uh, right. I'd say, uh, yeah, it was. If we didn't make it clear already, this, even though it was pretty convincing, it's a joke. It's definitely a joke, folks. We obviously haven't just magically switched to the Democrat part, Democratic Party and embraced their terrible ideas of open borders, uh, inflation, high gas prices, terrible foreign policy. Uh, and uh, the Green New Deal, like all of its terrible ideas still, that definitely has to change. So, yeah, we were definitely joking, folks, and we are uh, conservative uh, Republicans. Right. I mean, our values haven't changed. Like, we still believe in pro-life, pro-gun. So it doesn't make sense for us to all of a sudden become Democrats and embrace, you know, Joe Biden's uh, gun control measures and uh, pro-choice stances. Because the the interesting thing is he says he's a Catholic, but yet he endorses pro-choice policies. Oh, yeah, that's totally Catholic. Right, Bradley, since I understand you practice Catholicism. Correct. As someone who's a Catholic himself, I say that's a very hypocritical uh, policy of him yes uh, to endorse right um bradley um it's you are totally right and folks uh, we are 
joking the whole time the past nine minutes or the nine minutes of uh, being pro-Biden because uh, yes, it does sound pretty convincing. You're right, Bradley. And I was laughing every time we made our so-called pro-Biden vote because it's just ridiculous to point that there's actually people who believe in those lies and did not see through them. Like election integrity, it's clear as day. It makes it harder to cheat. How did suppress vote? Does it make sense? It would definitely be struck down by, say, the courts, SCOTUS, if possible, in violation of you know, um, voting. Uh, the the what's it called? Civil Rights Act, right? Uh, right. So yeah, the, those election integrity laws. It is what they say they are. It ensures the integrity of elections, not suppressing anyone's vote. And Bradley, what's your message to those who are still like, oh, Biden delivers, build back better, Democrat delivers? Like, what's your message to them? Um, I would say uh, look at the actual facts and see if he did deliver. And the obvious answer is that he didn't. If you if you actually uh, do your own research and uh, see what the rate of inflation is, eight percent from last year, um, and the gas prices in your city or your town, uh, and uh, just look at the number of illegal crossings we have, and look at who controls Afghanistan now. Look at uh, what's uh, the war in Ukraine with Russia's invasion of Ukraine, it's uh, it's terrible. And, uh, and if you still think Joe Biden's a great president and the Democratic Party is delivering, uh, I'm afraid to say that you're very much delusioned. Yep. And I, I hope and I hope you can see the truth one day. Right, folks, to those. And uh, the message is the bottom line, like the point of our message, both of us, is that um, that's why voting on emotions is not a good idea vote on facts and president biden's needs to recently in recent news basically he needs to for future reference needs to pick his words correctly like be careful with his word choice because uh, in the latest speech in poland he seemed to imply that he wants a regime change in russia and the white house just quickly try to correct what he actually wants to say and it's just another gaffe and it's worse enough as a A, as candidate a dangerous gaffe yes it's pretty bad enough as candidate during 2020 election but it's worse uh, in terms of gaffes as president because uh, words matter and uh, looks like Joe Biden God forbid one day hopefully doesn't you know, get us into World War Three. Yeah, definitely not. And when he says stuff like, uh, you know, like, uh, Putin cannot stay in power, uh, that... Uh, and look, you know, we would love to see Putin, you know, get uh, removed one way or another. Uh, but, you know, if it's going to be by force, it should be done by the Russian people and not by a foreign nation. I mean, look what, where that where that's gotten us. We've done regime change in Iraq, Afghanistan, Libya. Didn't quite work out so well. Uh, so I don't think it'd work out well in Russia. And uh, 
I don't, th- and uh, I don't think that would make us any better than what Russia is doing in Ukraine by uh, them trying to depose Zelensky. Right. So, we'll be the bigger person here. And yeah, in that case, we would sound like the aggressor there, like we were in the in the two thousands in the Iraq War. And yeah. As for uh, Zelensky and the Ukraine war with Russia, yes, we stand with them, but. All we can yes. do is just help them and with aid and such. We should not be sending our troops in because that will be interventionist and that's where we're against. We're populist here. And it's basically, as you said, Bradley, their war, not ours. Yeah, it doesn't mean we won't help. I think we should help, but uh, not with our boots on the ground. Right. Not with our men and women. Exactly. So, uh, folks, happy April Fools. That was a pretty great prank, Bradley. Were you kind of chuckling when you said your points during the nine minutes? Oh, yeah, I was trying to hold it in. (laughs) (laughs) I guess uh, you were right, Indian Bradley, that that was a really good prank returning to the Democratic Party. Not. I mean, I, (laughs) I don't know about you, Brad, but I've foreseen it that the Democrats are doomed in the future, probably for a long, long time. Because so I was a, for real, I was a Democrat until 2016, in which President Trump drew me in the party. And that's when I became a Republican, when he was elected in 2016 and 17. And yes, he is a figure that's pretty you know, big on a lot of stuff. And he even drove some people out of the GOP, like this friend slash acquaintance of mine she was a republican and after the trump era ended she became a democrat so i guess she's one of those suburban type voters oh is this someone i know not you know not someone you know but someone i know that i work with at ktsw this you know radio station of our university She's doing uh, well. See. Yeah, she's doing well as the as a newspaper reporter, while I'm a radio station, I guess reporter, but technically producer is my real title. And speaking of jobs, I hope you find one real soon. Good luck. Thank you. We're getting a bit off here, but just kind of curious curiosity for some people, Brad. Um, if you don't mind, if we ask, uh, can you explain your like political? background like affiliation party affiliation etc well uh, I, i've always grown up with uh, with uh, family members who uh, mostly identify as republicans uh, i didn't quite know uh, what that meant until i did my own research and i was almost kind of slipping to the liberal edge maybe around my early teenage years, uh, like I was pretty anti-gun. I was pro-choice because I thought, uh, well, we need a, well, for the guns, I thought, oh, the schools would be safer if nobody, if we just ban guns, um, you know, then nobody will bring a gun. And, uh, for abortion, I, I kind of thought, well, uh, <clears throat> I mean, it's not really a baby until, you know, it's born. But then uh, I had changed my views over time 
on those topics, for example. And uh, and then uh, Trump ran for president, and uh, first I kind of felt to the media lies that he was a racist and sexist and all those things. And then I kind of did my own research. I watched some of his rallies, read his policies. Then I realized he's pretty good, and I like a lot of what he was saying. So that's kind of what made me uh, into a conservative. Interesting background. And I follow the same way, and the difference is I used to be actually a full-on communist. Like, like literally, I I had considered before, like, besides Democrat, even even more extreme than the DSA Democrats you hear of, the progressives, consider, like, applying with Communist Party USA, but luckily that era ended for me, and I did my research, of course, like you did, Bradley, and now I'm conservative, so I probably will be a Republican, member of the Republican Party for life. And, uh, well, that's even, good. Even if living in a very blue city here, in Texas, Austin, I'm not afraid to show it. I do still wear the, the Keep America Great hats from time to time, especially when attending to events of, you know, the Austin Young Republicans Club. Yes, I will receive heck of I don't care. Just, uh, just continue what you believe in. Have you received any, uh, hate for wearing that hat in Austin? Um, North Austin... Not really much, just some looks, I guess, from people, but a lot of heckles, though, from downtown. You know, the, ah. yeah, you know where that is. Yeah, uh, what do they say? They're like, oh, you traitor, or something like that, blah, blah, blah. They're just, yeah. they're, the, they're the ones being hateful, it's so ironic, calling me hateful, which I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. And it... It's not the first time I wore a, a Trump-style hat. I wore it before, and two years ago, as a matter of fact, 2020, you were there with me, along with mutual friend Darren. We attended this March for Life rally. I was the one who the CAG hat. And right. this, the same one still stuck with me. And uh, speaking of which, moving on, Bradley, um, what do you think uh, this process is going to go for SCOTUS, Biden's SCOTUS nominee, Kentaji, Judge Kentaji Brown-Jackson? Well, uh, I think that uh, she'll likely get conf- Well, actually, I'm not sure exactly how Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema feel about her. They're going to... Joe Biden needs both of them. Um, so far, I don't really see any like sticking attacks against her. I mean, well, yeah, I've heard like that she couldn't give a proper definition to the term woman. Uh, But that doesn't seem to be like a really strong sticking attack against her. So, uh, and Murkowski and Collins voted for her. Uh, I think Collins did for a lower court. So they might even defect and vote for her. So I think it's possible she'll get confirmed, unfortunately. Well, you're you're right. That's about my initial thought. Like in terms of the full Senate, the full Senate vote, like all hundred senators vote on it, and from what I've heard so far, yes, you're right. Um, Collins and Murkowski, the two Rhino Republicans, will vote to confirm. 
And regarding cinema and mansion, I'm not sure about cinema, but I do know Mansion said he is going to vote to vote to confirm, vote yes. And um, besides Collins, Murkowski, but also um, Mitt Romney, what do you think Senator Romney would vote yes? Uh, I mean, he's he is a rhino. He's not as rhino as Collins and Murkowski in terms of his votes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's 50-50, but I guess no. Because uh, he agreed to vote... Theory to vote for a Supreme Court nominee of Trump's during a presidential election year. So, uh, with that in mind, I I feel like he's uh, gonna do whatever the conservatives would like, Republicans would like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so basically, he, I, he probably won't. Yeah. I guess unclear of how he will vote. Yeah. And. Yeah, let's say hypothetically, folks, if it does get to a, on a full Senate floor, full Senate vote on April 8th, which I believe, yes, I believe it's next Friday. And, yeah, it's say it is 50-50, GOP, all of them no, and Democrats, all of them yes. It's still going to go through because you have Vice President Harris, the tiebreaker vote. And... Yeah, that's right. that's in terms of the full Senate, and but before it goes to like the Senate floor for all the senators to vote on, it has to go through the Senate Judiciary Committee vote. Because if you Bradley and folks, if you look at the confirmation process of Amy Coney Barrett in twenty twenty, it passed the committee first, and then it went to the full Senate, and it went through, and she's a associate justice today. And uh, in terms of the committee, it's I think it was 14 or something to zero, zero, because all the Democrats boycotted and put pictures of victims or something. Or I, I'm not clear, put pictures of people in their seats, which it was a cringe stunt of them, if you remember that. Yeah, very immature of them. Yeah. So, yeah, on the committee right now, as of the 117th Congress, it's 2020. Not 2020. I mean, 22 members of that committee in Senate Judiciary. And so basically 11 uh, Democrats and 11 Republicans split evenly. And what I got so far is uh, all the GOP senators in that um, committee will vote no. And all the Dems will, of course, vote yes. Of course, like people like Senator Hirano, Senator Booker, and Kubachar. Senator Durbin, yeah, they're all Democrats that I, I know of, Ossoff too, that do the cringe identity politics nonsense. And uh, the Republican senators asked really good questions. If you kept up to date, Bradley, with the hearing, hearings, videos of it. And um, Senator Grams asked good questions. So did Senator Cruz, Senator... Uh, Blackburn and I'm sure Senator Kennedy too so yeah it has to go through the committee first and that's the question and that vote will take place April 4th so Monday and yet it's hard it's really hard to you know conclude about this whole process and if she does 
get confirmed in Indiana after the full Senate floor, Bradley, um, what do you think the whole state of the court would be now, like the Supreme Court rulings, etc.? Um, it's not going to change the balance of the court because the, the judge he's replacing is uh, liberal justice, uh, Stephen Breyer. So um, I think it will just be the status quo. The, the only thing is like she's going to obviously be around for like uh, about uh, 30 to 40-ish years. So, yeah, I will say, it's... you know, she's going to be a, she's going to be around for like a long time for a long time. Yes, well, because yeah. of her youngish age, right? This this is gonna go for any justice, all nine justices, because it's a it's, it's basically a life term as a Supreme Court justice. So yeah, right. Well, that's the full Senate floor that really you know finally decides her fate, whether or not to be a a SCOTUS justice. But the first step is we gotta pay attention to the committee vote on Monday. And I guess uh, we will keep keep uh, updated on that for ourselves. Yes, indeed. And yeah, Bradley, uh, that pretty much concludes all business to talk about. And and yes, it's a pretty. It was a pretty great prank we pulled, Bradley, and I. I'm glad we did it. Me too, man. <laughs> I'm glad we did. Well, I'm saying I meant to say as well. I kind of regret that I didn't do pull a prank last year, April twenty twenty. Well, I think if we were still on YouTube at the time. Number one and number two is you weren't the co-host at that time. It was AJ. But, and anyway, this time we did, and it was successful. And, and folks, be prepared for. Next year, April 4th, 2023, we will cross the bridge when we get there. And that, my friends, was when Republicans will take control of Congress. Hopefully, Speaker, we see a Speaker, Kevin McCarthy, and Majority Leader McConnell again. Indeed. And briefly, before we sign off, Bradley, um, what are you doing so far in terms of uh, campaigning for conclude the primaries runoff and... And uh, hopefully, candidates running in the general for the midterms. Uh, nothing really much different. Just uh, showing my support and uh, planning to vote. Cool. I guess a you do you sort of thing. As for me, real quick, folks, and to let you know, Bradley, and in terms of the runoff, I'm campaign as a matter of fact tomorrow i'll be phone banking for justin berry he's running for the texas house in terms of runoff and other runoff activities i I plan to donate to congressman henry Cuellar and uh, state rep hopefully state rep caroline harris and um also i might consider donating to the to the republican candidate in the runoff of texas 28 that's Cassie Garcia. Henry Cuellar is the Democrat uh, runoff candidate against Cincinnati. As for me, whatever it takes to defeat her, she's basically an AOC of South Texas. And, um, yeah, she's, she's a radical socialist. Yes. And as for overall, I, would, I plan to just only endorse Don Buckingham for land commissioner and George P. Bush maybe campaign if there's an opportunity. 
endorsed Donna Campbell and Carrie Isaac. As for Carrie Isaac, she's she lives down south, like uh, Como and Hayes County, and I just don't want to, you know, drive because gas prices are crazy right now. So I do plan. Yeah, that's totally understandable. Yeah, I plan to recycle extra posters and pamphlets of her campaign and keep a couple to show my support. I do have a yard sign that I kept one to show my support and the others I was just recycle. And because it just takes up space, you know, in my car, I don't want that. And right. As for, uh, oh yeah, U.S. Senate Alabama, I plan to reendorse Mo Brooks. I switched to Katie Britt after Trump pulled out his endorsement of Brooks. Then I realized what made me change back to Brooks is that it was just silly of Trump to do that just because Mo Brooks said we gotta move on from 2020. Yes, we gotta move. Oh on. yeah, that. that... What's up? Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I was, I was gonna say, uh, yeah, that was really uh, dumb of him to pull his endorsement just because he was um, petty about the what he said uh, about twenty twenty. Um, but I really, th- I don't think that was the main reason. I think what it was is that he saw he was slipping in the polls, Mo oh. Brooks, and he didn't want to look like uh, a loser if his candidate loses in the primary. Yeah, it'd be embarrassing for him and hurt his ego. Yeah, that's why, like, um, I reendorsed Brooks. Yes, I, as I said, yes, we got to move on from 2020. While also at the same time ensuring election integrity. Not, not. I'm not saying, like, 2020 results itself. I'm saying the way the results are conducted. Sketchy. And that's why Georgia did it and, um, what's it called? Oh, Texas did it to pass election integrity measures. And that's what exactly. we, we were campaigning on. So, yeah, I re-endorsed Mo Brooks again for the U.S. Senate in Alabama. Cause, uh, and also, Katie Britt is just a, I would say a rhino, I guess one way to put it, but she's more establishmentarian. She seems like, it looks like she's wanting to become, you know, the the Nancy Mace of the Senate, which, yikes, we don't want that. Yeah, and unfortunately, it kind of looks like... Uh... It's implied that uh, Trump endorses her or like supports her oh. over the other Alabama candidates, which, if for sure, which is which if for sure is confirmed is going to be a major problem. Yeah, and he he's made the worst mistake ever when it comes to endorsements. Yeah, bad endorsements on on his part, just like how uh, radical politics would describe it in certain videos of his. And finally, yeah. in the general election, I will campaign, like, from now, between now and November, um, I will campaign for Rob McCarthy. This dude is awesome. He is actually one of the founding members of Austin Young Republicans, and I'm glad to have met him. I did block walk with them a couple of weeks ago. I plan on doing it again anytime soon. And I even jokingly asked him if I can be his chief of slash chief of staff slash uh, communications director if elected and he's like um i'll think about it (laughs) so that'd be oh nice yeah that'd be cool if i do get something like that we we will cross the bridge so besides rob yeah there we go me chief of staff that's how i found my way in politics if precinct (laughs) yeah if precinct chair you know didn't work out which it already, yeah. it already is a dump fu- dumpster fire for me. 
Yeah. And besides Rob and McCarthy, last but not least, folks, I will campaign for Richard Smith. He is running for um, Austin City Council, as a matter of fact. Out of all the council members, um, most of it, most of them are Democrats, including the mayor, of course, Adler, terrible mayor. Um, there's one Republican, and that's Mackenzie Kelly. And she, as a matter of fact, will be on, hopefully, this show in a couple of episodes later, a few weeks later. And as a matter of fact, she is the, just on a personal personal note saying she is actually the wife of one of my co-workers. So that's pretty cool. Imagine a small world we live in, Bradley. Mm-hmm. Very but, small world. And uh, she's not the center of tension here. What is the center of tension is Richard Smith, and I campaign for him because I hope to see another Republican um, on the council besides McKenzie. So if elected, we will slowly save Austin, you know, with the council member McKenzie Kelly and council member, hopefully, Richard Smith. So, yeah. Yes. Local, local, local folks keep in mind is more important so if you receive a piece of national news be sure to think uh, think about it like how you're going to narrow it down from a, a local perspective because bradley um you saw a tweet by somebody from the past like one day or so winter storm landon in early february of this uh-huh. year uh, he was like "Ooh, abbott what the hell the power and you uh quote tweeted back saying um, buddy, you should look at your local government first, not blaming the whole state. Oh, yeah. I think I might have said something like that. Yeah, yeah and I was like, once I saw that tweet of yours, I'm like, amen. You got it right, Bradley. Because local yeah. affairs impact you more than state or federal stuff. Yeah. Because... Greg Cesar, I'm not concerned that he's going to be elected. He will be elected, I I think, unfortunately. But I'm more concerned with city council of what they're doing because what Austin City Council does will influence, will impact me more than a congressional district, for example. Right. That will affect you more. Yeah. Like, Greg Cesar will just be one vote in the U.S. House of Representatives. Right. It's not like he is a senator or whatnot. Yeah. Exactly. So anyway, folks, that concludes this April Fool's episode. We hope y'all like our nine minutes of pretending to be Democrats all of a sudden. And uh, uh, we will talk to y'all next week. Take care. Take care, y'all. We, the people of the United States, to form a more perfect union the blessings of liberty, establish the Constitution.